You're listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta, where we navigate the messy middle of building a business and all the work that goes into designing a life you love. Melanie Mitro built a seven-figure network marketing empire while working at the kitchen table, raising her boys and trying not to lose her mind. Melanie loves chatting all things marketing, time management, and leadership development. Katie created the foundation of her seven-figure business while teaching full-time, battling cancer, raising her boys and avoiding all things laundry. Katie's got you covered with social media storytelling and impact-driven income. We're building a business right alongside you, giving you the inside scoop to the reality of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and the really, really messy middle. We're not letting you build your business alone. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's make chic happen. Now, here's your hosts, Melanie and Katie. Okay, friends, what's up? It is Katie Ursta of the Make Chic Happen podcast today with a really, really important, important message about just success and how easy it is to really get caught up in that comparison game. And I think we can, we can very easily say, just don't compare, or we can say, put your blinders on, or we can say, you know, just focus on your own tasks. But, but let's be honest, for most of us, what we're comparing ourselves to is constantly right in front of us. So I think it's okay to admit that it's not always that easy. And I figured it would be worth it this week to share something that I wrote a while ago, a few years ago, uh, about my own struggles when it came to comparison game. And I think a lot of times I had this fear that I had to live up to a certain expectation. And when other people were successful, I mean, I needed to be as well. The problem with that was defining success by everybody else's standards instead of my own. So I'm sharing with you a post that I did and I'm going to read it. Um, I actually am going to read my words because even as I hope you listen to them, my, my hope is you hear how much I am rooting for you and how much I truly want you to take a step back and say, it's okay to do this on my terms. Post from 2017. Earlier this month, I was asked to speak at a quarterly event held at my company about overcoming comparison. For the past five years, I've been building a virtual business in the pockets of my time, between nap time and into the wee hours of the evening. Guys, I've spent countless hours reading personal development books and attended a number of seminars, including Tony Robbins and Dave Ramsey. So the day before I was supposed to speak, I called my friend and I gracefully attempted to back out. I was feeling just less than worthy. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever looked at a personal journey, whether in business or gosh, even in weight loss or parenting and thought, I'm doing awesome. I have totally legit got this until you see someone else doing it better or faster or prettier or bigger. So perhaps it's a good time now to explain why I backed out. And I think it's important to note that as someone who spent a lot of time on social media, social perception isn't always social reality. 
So that morning before I was about to speak, I got a private question in response to an IG story I had shared about the business success of a close friend. She's asked, Katie, can you give me some tips on how to stay friends with someone so successful? It just doesn't seem to bother you. I find it, I find it really hard to be friends with people in business who are really good at what they do and are clearly better than I am. Ouch, right? It's hard to read. And one of those that kind of skewed the lines of social perception and social reality. It was one that I really quickly sent, my, sent me into this downward spiral of, man, I am unworthy. You see, surrounding yourself with successful people is not always easy. And consciously choosing not to compare is a practiced skill. Acknowledging the wins of others while feeling like you are in a period of waiting, it takes humility. And collecting joy instead of jealousy takes practice and a whole lot of grace. I think it's important to note that it's human nature to look at the lives of others and believe we want the same and that we deserve the same or we're entitled to the same. But sister, we are not created the same and neither are our gifts or our callings. I found in my own experience, comparison makes contentment a million times harder. And through a lot of grace and prayers and conversations, I am finding myself gracefully content far more often than burdened by comparison. So I want to share with you five, I'm going to give you five of my conscious contentment practices. So let's go with tip number one. You got to change your metrics. So your metrics cannot be measured by someone else's growth plan. The truth is, if we are busy comparing ourselves to someone else's success, we are maximizing their success while diminishing our own. It stalls our progress. And let's be honest, it's going to confuse us in our own calling. Think about it. Have you ever found yourself window shopping, looking at all the, the displays and confusing yourself over what you really like? You try on everything, but then nothing seems to fit. It looks so pretty on display, but let's be honest, it doesn't look so good on you. When you see someone else's success, it's like that window display, right? Let's remind ourselves that we're uniquely designed for our own calling. And that what she has succeeded in is what's been designed for her. Bottom line, her definition of success won't be well-worn on you. Are you willing to continue working for, for what you are called to do? Are you willing to acknowledge her success? Tell her it looks good on her without diminishing your own. Admire her story. Tip number two, journal your joy. Journal your joy. Guys, gratitude changes everything, right? And so take time in the morning or before you go to bed to just review the blessings on the way to success. We can tend to get really, really caught up on these big goals that we have, this grand vision of where we want to end when we become grateful on the process instead of the final product we start to see those small wins add up. And as those small wins add up, so does our feeling of success. All right, let's go to tip number three. Sister, listen up. You've got to define super, super clearly what your own definition of success is. So let's say, you know, you're, you're looking at her success and you know it, you see it, 
You're so busy looking at it that you forget your own pursuit, right? So many people claim that they want to be successful, but very few actually define what it's going to look like, right? So about a week ago, I shared the story about successfully missing a company title. And I had called this process gracefully flopping forward. You see, success to me isn't burnout. It's not hustling or working incredibly hard for a long amount of time. It's not patting myself on the back for the hustle. It's being very, very clear about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. You see, I've gotten to a point in my business where the cars, the trips, the, the fancy trophies, the walking across stage, it doesn't appeal to me the way that it once did. But at the time, as I was really, really building my business, those things genuinely really mattered to me. I wanted that, that approval. I wanted that feeling of like, I have arrived. And so I had to start getting, getting very clear about what success was to me. And so as I was building my business and certain titles would come along or accolades, it, it created a feel in me that I was on my way right? That I was doing actions and I was taking actions in ways that were creating successes, not just for me, but for my organization. But as time sort of progressed, it, it kind of became less about the title and the recognition as it became about freedom and flexibility and rest. <laughs> and so no matter where you are in your journey, this, this is a good time for you to pause and to actually look at yourself and say, what is my definition? What have I found to be the reason I keep working so hard? What makes me smile? What brings me joy? And I think that when the definition doesn't fit of success, you have to find a unique way to make success work on your terms. So sit down and ask yourself, what is success? What matters to me? And here's then what you need to do. Sister, you legit need to be okay with your definition of success. It needs to excite you. It needs to put this purpose in your feet so that you are like excited to jump out of bed in the morning. And a really, really small recommendation to you. Ask somebody else who knows you, who loves you, to remind you of what you're working towards. Ask somebody to look at your definition of success and say, does this feel like in line with who I am? We need people in our lives to keep us focused on the things that matter most to us. You know, I think success is a solo gig. Uh, no one, no one can define what it looks like for you. And I think it's important to note too, that no one can tell you what it's going to mean to you, but you're going to know what success looks like if you've failed at things before. You're gonna know what it looks like even if you thought you were successful before and it didn't feel right. Your experiences help you define success on your terms. All right, what's up, what's up everybody? It is Katie Ursta of Chic Influencer here to ask you a serious question. Could you handle the truth if somebody was about to audit your account? You know that really famous scene in A Few Good Men, and maybe I'm showing my age right now with Jack Nicholson, where he's all like, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. 
totally kind of sort of kidding. But if you had somebody actually go through your social media, your Instagram account and give you the real truth about what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you need to do more of, what you need to do less of, what kind of color scheme you need, would you want that information? Chic Influencer now has an option for you to chic your gram up. You have two options based on whatever your budget is for you to get a really depth, in-depth understanding of how to really chic your gram, shake things up, and make chic happen. Check it out. Head over to chicinfluencer.com and look at products and services. We have got you covered, boo. Okay, number four, let's learn from her story. So I think about, about the timeliness of my relationships, right? And about the people who played a role in my life for a season. I think about the situations where I could have given more, done more, but I find myself thinking often about the purpose somebody plays in, in my life. And I don't believe successful friends are in my life by coincidence. Guys, I hang out with a lot of successful people. And I used to wonder like, dude, God, like, why did you put her in my life? Like, I feel like all I'm doing is feeling like a dummy because she's just so much better at me. And I've learned since then that it's given me the opportunity to grow and I'm open to that, right? And I'm learning and making peace with how her definition of success and mine are not equal. And I've learned to look at the things that she's been willing to sacrifice for her dream and her vision. And those aren't the same things that I would be willing to sacrifice or do. And that's okay. I feel like those behind the scenes perspectives we have with our successful friends help us create our own definition of success. It helps us determine why we are doing the things that we are doing. So on a personal note, when I think about learning from anyone's story, whether it's their successes, their wins, or their setbacks, their story is, is a way for you to set up a roadmap for your own. And so you, when you learn from her, it's easy to kind of evaluate what's working for you and what isn't. Number five is a big one. And sister, this is going to take a lot of humility. And this has also changed my life. Uh, I'm, I think a lot of people know I'm in the middle of, of writing. Um, I'm actually editing my back pocket prayer journal that will be released later this year to help, you know, women who, who really struggle with like faith. And I think often about my own journey and how much, um, my faith journey has really progressed and changed and, oh my gosh, incredible throughout the past eight years as I've been a business owner. And, um, I was thinking about how, the one thing I struggled with, even as I was writing this article three years ago, was comparison. It was a lot of not feeling good enough, a lot of being not worthy and not, not doing enough, not achieving enough, and how exhausting that was. And I remember um, just hearing this feel, this, it's hard to explain. It was almost like I could feel this tug at my heart that I needed to really root freaking hard for her to win. And I also needed to pray for her success. I see jealousy, I think, is a very common trait of insecurity. And it wasn't that I wanted to feel cured of comparison, 
I wanted to work on my own insecurities. I wanted to grow from them. And so if we are not secure in situations concerning our own worth or value, we will naturally find ourselves competing with anyone who appears to be successful and doing well. But I've learned that when we can elevate her success, we're going to alleviate our need to compare. So I would put this kind of thought in, and I put it in my, my prayer journal, um, but wherever you, you might be in your life. And I feel that whenever I get jealous or resentful, I turn to it to remind myself that her success is not my failure and callings are not equal. And that is exactly what makes us uniquely qualified. So this is just my personal, this is just my personal sort of prayer for it, but you can reword this in any way. You can write it as an affirmation statement. You can write it out in a way that feels just very authentic to who you are. But this is what I wrote. And for what it's worth, if it works for you, I pair it with John 3 verse 27. And this is what I wrote. I pray that fill in the blank, be blessed even more. Cause her to prosper. Bless her in every way. Lord, I pray this with faith. In my spirit, I feel jealous and inferior to her, but I choose to elevate her because I know, Lord, we all have our unique callings. Amen. Guys, on top of that, I send out a message anytime I feel this weird sort of tug of insecurity or comparison. I send a message and the message is very often, girl, you're killing it. It's so cool to watch you give back. It is so cool to see the impact you are making. Wow. You are absolutely incredible. I am so freaking rooting for you. And you see, anytime I do that, anytime that I really, really feel like, okay, I am rooting for her to win and I am letting her know she's got someone on her side, it feels good. And that way of just shifting my thought process from I am jealous to, man, I am rooting for someone to win, it changes everything, everything. You guys, the podcast this week is, it's just a reflection of just the, the way that I feel like I have overcome some serious struggles when it came to comparison. And I've done it in a, a very intentional way over time. And no one's really ever cured of it. There's always these tugs of insecurity that, that pop up. But when you root for another woman to win, there is empowerment in that. There is something beautiful that can grow from that. And so I hope you know, as you guys are all out there doing amazing things and tagging Chic Influencer, the Make Chic Happen podcast, I hope you know you have a couple of cheerleaders that are freaking rooting for you. So anyways, you guys, thank you so much. We will see you again next week on the Make Chic Happen podcast. Thank you for listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. If you loved our podcast, be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.